0: The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.
1: It is not common sense when an angel comes to a lady and said, hey, you're going to have a baby. And she said, how's this going to happen to me? Even I don't even know a man. He said, the Holy Ghost will going come on you and that holy thing that shall be born of you shall be the Son of God. She said, well, be it unto me. And I'm telling you, it's not common sense. When a man's been dead, he's four days dead. He's stinking, and Jesus got him up. I'm telling you, faith is not common sense. Faith is the power of God. Hello, I'm Bill Winston. Welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, we have an exciting program for you today. Today's message, it's called Faith, the Foundation of a Righteous Man. Now, this was from a 2015 manpower uh, meeting at Megafest. This was hosted by the Bishop T.D. Jakes in Dallas. Now, even though this teaching was to men, this message is for everyone. (laughs) Now, here's a few points we brought out in this message that God has loaded inside of every person potential. Now, the way you get it out is work. (laughs) You got to work it out. (laughs) Number two, faith has been the missing ingredient. Now, we must be fully persuaded that the word of God is true. And that faith connects us with God's ability that the truth can be manifested in our lives. Number three, the man carries the authority in the household. Now, he is the foundation. Now, when I say that, I mean the husband. Now, he is the foundation of the household, and also he can decree a thing and show the family how to tap into God's reserve by, as the Bible says, decree a thing and it shall be established. In other words, that's the kind of foundation that men or husbands or fathers carry in the household. So this teaching is really, really important. So get your Bibles and pencils and paper out. Now, it's going to bless you. Let's go into it. It's called Faith the foundation of a righteous man. Adam was supposed to take the garden with the power of the blessing and take that garden and duplicate it all over the earth. And what happened? Then God said, don't eat of that tree. Every tree you can eat of, but not that one. That's mine. It's kind of like the tithe. Come on now, don't shout me down. So, what happens? Then he saw that there was no companion for him, and he put this man in a sleep and did surgery without a scar. And from one of his ribs, fashioned a woman. Now he made a man, but he fashioned a woman. And that Hebrew word for making a woman is completely different than making a man. Why? Because that has to do with fashioning. It has to do with delicacy. The word translates directly, he built a woman. Have you ever seen men say this? Boy, she show is built, ain't she? You know that—that's what it's talking about. See, that came from the garden. That didn't come from down on the block. That came from the garden. So now what happens is now she brought him her to the man, and here's God putting them together. Those two shall be one. Now, this woman was a person that Adam was supposed to care for. He was supposed to protect. He was supposed to provide for, in you know, all these things. Now, this is interesting because he didn't give Adam a wife till he gave him a job. Now <laughs> Let's just talk about this a minute, because work is from God. The devil did not think of work. It's from God. One of the first things God did is gave Adam work. And if you look in the scripture, it said, and God created everything for six days. And at the end of the six days, he created a man. Why? Because the man was supposed to be the head of everything else that God created. Now, everything God created was supposed to serve this man. It was never meant that you run after money. Money was supposed to run after you. So he gave him work. And a lot of times what people don't know is they don't know why work was created, because if they did know why work was created, they'd be happy to get the work. See, God loaded genius inside of you. Now, Lord have mercy. God loaded something inside of you called potential. And potential is merely hidden abilities. He's got hidden abilities loaded in you. Now, how do you get it out? You get it out through work. It's work that brings it out. Let me ask you this. Here's a woman. She's pregnant with child. Now it's time for the child to manifest. What does she have to go through to get this child out and into the atmosphere? Labor, say labor. labor. See, you have to labor to bring what's in you out and every one of you every brother that's on the street every brother that's in jail every every person that you might meet they have inside of them loaded potential i'm talking about a gift that god has placed inside of you something that you can do that i can't do is something i can do that you can't do the way we get it to the surface is you and I have to work it out. I don't care what it is. Somebody got to work it out. And I'm telling you, when he sends you to work he's not trying to labor you and make you tired. He's trying to get you to work it out. And I'm saying tonight, this is going to be the start of a new day in your life. You're going to see work like you've never seen it before. Instead of you hiding from a job, you're going to run to that job because you know you're about to work it out. This guy named Bud Eberhardt. Bud was in a city, a little town that had a manufacturing plant for airplane engines. He was Bud, and when Bud turned 18, he called the plant, because they'd hired at 18, said, I'd like to get a job. Talked to this supervisor, he said, we don't have any jobs. He said, well, could I just sweep the floor? He said, sweep the floor, I just told you, we don't have any jobs. He said, well, I understand that, but all I want to do is sweep the floor. He said, listen, I told you we don't have any jobs. He said, I understand that. You don't have to pay me a dime. I just sweep the floor, keep the place clean for you. What's wrong with that? The guy said, okay, well, come on, you're so persistent. Come on, you can sweep the floor. Bud started on Monday at eight o'clock, took a half an hour break, swept the floor, came, five o'clock came, he left. Monday through Friday, every Monday through Friday. Bud was there on time, took a lunch break, and then out on time and so forth, sweeping the floor every day. Every day did it for three months. And then one day he called in that Monday and said, Bob, this is Bud. I said, yeah, Bud. Bob, I'm going to have to take a few days off. I'm I'm going down. I have a funeral down south. I got to go to my relatives. And he said, "Uh, Bud, we're not paying you no money anyway. You can take off all the time you want to take off. He said, OK, well, I thought just out of common courtesy I'd call you. So he went on down south, stayed down there for a week. Then here comes Monday morning, and Bud calls Bob again. Hey, Bob, this is Bud. Yeah, Bud. Hey, Bob, listen, I'm going to need a few more days off. I'm still down here in the south, and I'm trying to take care of this family business. But you don't need to call me one more time. I am not paying you. You can take all the time you want. About Wednesday of that week, Bob began to be questioned by his workers on the line. They said, where is Bud? He said, Bud wasn't working here. Bud was just kind of volunteering. So They said, oh, yes, he was. Well, what was Bud doing? Well, Bud would be sweeping by this one mechanic, And the mechanic said, Bud, drop the broom there. Get that three-quarter-inch socket wrench right there. Now hold this up here on this bungee spring. Now you got to twist this thing two and a half times. Bud was getting his MBA as he was sweeping the floor. Come on, come on now. Come on now. I'm talking about work. So what do you think? That next day, hello, Bud, this is Bob. When, when can you come see me? He hired Bub that, that Wednesday, and before Bud retired, he was the finest aircraft mechanic in the world. He was sought out all over the world. Watch this. Watch he wasn't looking for a job. He was looking for work. And when you're looking for work, you're looking to get the potential out of you so that you can do something and bless somebody else. Now give God praise for it and thank God for work. Woo. Take your seats. God gave Adam work. Well, here's the devil comes on the scene. The devil comes to Steal and what? Kill, Kill and to destroy. Uh, Start talking to Eve. Now, Eve listened to the devil and he started sowing some seeds in Eve that were not godly seeds. And so Eve listened, he said, Eve, God knows that the day you eat of this tree, you will be like God. Well, the question is, was she already like God? Yes. And so, what is the enemy doing? He's always trying to deceive you and tell you you don't have something you already have. So, she eats of it. Then, gives it to Adam that was with her, and he ate. The Bible says she was deceived. Deceived means, I thought I was doing right, but I'm doing wrong. And as a result that she gave to Adam, he knew it was wrong, but he ate. Ate themselves out of house and home. Next thing you know, God shows up. Adam, where are you? Now, he wasn't talking about his location. He was talking about his position because he was the head of all creation. But now he's fallen. Now there are some things that Adam lost. Adam lost first fellowship with God. He and God were not two. They were one. Then he lost his assignment. He got put out of the garden. And then the last thing, he lost his ability For God to provide for him. Now understand, Satan came after Eve, but it really wasn't Eve he wanted. Who did he want? He wanted Adam. Now, why Adam versus Eve? Because Adam carried the authority for the home. A man carries the authority for the home. Now, I don't care who you are. If you are a man and you are married in a home, you carry the authority. When God made man, he went to the ground one time and made this man. He didn't go to the ground again. Why? Because the man is what we call the foundation of the home. It says in the book of Psalms, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So notice, he didn't go to the ground but once. The next time he made a person, he came. He made him out of the man. So this man is a foundation. That's why the man can have strength. That's why the man is able to support things and so forth. Are you saying, Reverend, that the, that the woman is not as important? Oh, yes, she's important, but she plays a different role. She plays it. You got a house and you put a foundation down there, but you don't stop with the foundation. You got to put up the siding. You got to put up the windows. You got to put up the roof. I'm saying the man is the foundation. The woman helps to make the rest of the house. So I'm saying to you right now that understand she's not made to hold up what you can hold up, but the man can step in the gap and grab that load and hold that load, say amen is there a man in the house?
0: Praise God.
1: This man now is in an inferior position and the enemy is using him to produce something that is not of God. But God spots a man named Abraham and he said, Abraham, I'm going to make you something. Come out from your kindred, from your kind, and I want you to depend on me. And I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you, make your name great, and you'll be a blessing. I'm going to bless those that bless you. I'm going to curse those that curse you. And in these shall all all of the nations of the earth be blessed. So now he called this man Abraham. And as he called him, he began to teach him something about faith. And the Bible says one of the reasons why God would choose a man named Abraham is because he would teach his children. I said faith is the missing ingredient. It seems like what has happened is a lot of things have happened, especially in the black communities or African American communities. A lot of things seem like they have gone backwards and I started to analyze that I said Lord what is happening here he said faith is missing he said those people had faith in those days they had faith I remember a man named Evie Hill Evie Hill a famous preacher gone on to be with the Lord but he told the story and I heard it he said you know when I was a kid he said I was uh, uh, in my family but my father had passed and mama was taking care of the whole family and as she was taking care of the family, then, then I was in grade school, and he said, I finished eighth grade, and I finished number one in my class. He said, oh, by the way, I was the only one in my class. He said, we were so poor, it was down in Mississippi, a little one-room schoolhouse, and everybody was taught in this one room. He said, and then the deacon board came out one day we were out there in the field plowing, and the deacon board came out and said, Sister Hill, uh, your boy's getting big now. He's the oldest among your children. Now, he's going to actually teach, you know, can teach the others and and stay around the house. He doesn't need to go to high school. Just let him help you. She said, No, no, my boy's going to school. Now, understand they were dirt poor, but she had a faith that I'm talking about needs to be had today. Something is missing. And so what happened is that he then went on to high school and again finished number one in his class. Oh, by the way, he was the only one in his class. He finished high school and then they came out, I mean, in full force, Sister Hill. Now listen now, have some common sense about this. How many of you know faith sometimes is not common sense? It is not common sense when you stick a rod out over a sea and it splits. It is not common sense when you're 100 years old and beyond childbearing and have a baby. It is not common sense when you are a woman who is now a widow and don't have a husband and you decide to follow your mom-in-law and you out there gleaning as a poor woman and the richest man in the county looks at you and say, I want her for myself. It is not common sense. When an angel come to a lady and said, Hey, you're gonna have a baby. And she said, How's this gonna happen to me? Even I don't even know a man. He said, The Holy Ghost gonna come on you. And that holy thing that shall be born of you shall be the Son of God. She said, Well, be it unto me. And I'm telling you, it's not common sense when a man's been dead, he's four days dead, he's stinking and Jesus got him up. I'm telling you, faith is not common sense. Faith is the power of God. Somehow we're trying to use our intellect to make it. And that's it, trying to use our common sense, whatever have you. But I'm here to tell you, God's got faith in you. Now let me keep going here. So what happened to E.V. Hill? She argued with him and so she said, my boy's going to school. Now, I understand she didn't have a dime. She didn't know how he was going. But that's what faith is. Faith is calling things that be not, come on, as though they were. You don't know how it's going to happen, but you do know what's going to happen. Say amen. amen. And when you start doing that and decreeing things, you don't know how God's going to do it. You don't know whether he's going to come in by airplane. He's going to come by sea. You don't know whether he's coming down John's Avenue or or, or, other expressway, but you do know one thing. God going to show up, and I'm here to tell you, When you're like the three Hebrews, and the three Hebrews said this, they said, we can't bow, O king. They said, the God that we serve, he will deliver us. home." They didn't know how he was going to do that, but they did know one thing. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God shall deliver them out of them all. Say amen. So what happened? Now... September. He got accepted to college. She said, son, here's your lunch. Here are your bags. Mama got $16.33, but I'll be praying for you. Well, he would not seen mama's prayers before because he's seen at times when they didn't have anything to eat, they were down to the neighbor's house. That's what the neighbor would say. Sister Hill, it's about supper time now. Would you and the kids like something to eat? Here's what she'd say. No, we got plenty, thank you. And they want to say, he said, I want to say, we ain't got nothing to eat. What's she talking about? They would go home, and she'd set the table just like they had food in there. Come on and then said, all right, let's pray. And they'd put their head down. She'd start praying. Boom. All of a sudden you'd hit something on the front step. She'd lift her head and say, go out there and see what that is. He said every time he went out there, it was a sack of sweet potato. It was some butter beans. It was a side of ham. He said it happened more than one time. He looked to see if anybody was there. I'm telling you, if God's got to use an angel to drop something in your lap, he'll use it. I said faith has been the missing ingredient. And so what happened next is he said he took that and he went on to school. He got there and after he got his courses, now it's time to stand in line. So he stood in line. Now, understand, it was a long line, but you have to pay your money at the end of that line. And he said he didn't have but $2 about that time, but he's going to stand in line anyway, because when you've done all that you can do to stand, come on now, you're going to have to stand. See, faith without works is dead. Some people try to talk about they got all that faith, but they don't want to stand in line. I'm telling you, if you got the kind of faith that God's talking about, you stand in line, flat foot on the ground, and watch for God to show up. So now he's advancing forward. Each person paid their money. They didn't have no credit cards in those days. You didn't have no checks. You You had to give them cash, and he didn't have it, but he had faith. And if you know anything about faith, faith is the currency of the believer. I'm here to tell you, if you've got enough faith, God will transfer it right into your hands. So what happened? He moved forward, and then he moved forward again, but each step he took, he said, the devil spoke in one ear. Get out of line, you fool. You're going to make a fool out of yourself. In the other year, he heard this, I'll be praying for you. He'd make one more step, get out of line, you fool. Don't make a fool out of yourself. I'll be praying for you. Step one more. I'm telling you, you got to hold fast to the profession of your faith. Don't waver, because God's going to show up. I want to encourage you right now. Whatever you've been dealing with, this is the last day you're going to deal with that. Here he was, next to the one to pay his money. Only one more person in front of him. Oh, man, he's standing now. He's standing. He's he's doing all he can to stand. And a big man comes over to him. Are you here? Yes, sir. Get out of line. The man had a, a black portfolio and opened it up. Said, Hill, I don't know what's happening here, but I got a full four year scholarship for you. I got all your books paid. I got 150. Come on now! Faith has been the missing ingredient. But from this day forward, we're gonna activate your faith.
0: Build your faith to manifest God's best in your life and your family with Dr. Winston's powerful series, Faith, the Foundation of a Righteous Man. To order your copy of this life-changing message on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4, contact us online at billwinston.org. You can also call us at 1-800-711-9327. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at one 543 9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer.
1: to take ownership. I need to take ownership. You see, you're not outraged until you have revelation. See, you got to have revelation that this earth belongs to you. This earth doesn't belong to the devil or whoever the devil has at the top of that mountain. If you don't own it, Satan is obliged to take it. And he has taken mountains, mountains of education, mountains of media, mountains of government, mountains of arts and entertainment. But here God is raising up a new group of people. He's raising up people that are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's raising up a people who will not be defeated. up for people who will not take no for an answer. I'm anointed to not only put you in business, but bring you to the top of your business.